0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Patix and Radamik. Bertha Willis, your host. Thank you so kind of being a part of the show. Well, 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 well. Bridge MCP is in the house. Welcome, Bridge. Maywood is in the house. Michael Rudnan is in the house. I started my thing a little bit late, so I'm going to have to try to find Rudnan's commentary directly on the Facebook page, I guess. And I think I did find it. Anyway, we are going to have a great show for you today all right, let's get started. Um, uh, Melanie Keelan is in the house from Barcelona, Spain. Uh, let's go ahead and start with, uh, what we have here from Michael who says, uh, I only have two things from Michael. I think Michael, if you have more than two, uh, the first one is Waflo. Let's no, that's not the one. Um, let's go ahead. And, Oh my God, it scrolled off. Uh,
1: Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder
0: quite yet, but I want to find it because I want to do what I am supposed to do, which, Oh, Dad, we don't want you on again. Here we go. All right. Let's see if I can find Michael's stuff. I think I found it. I think I found it. Okay. wafflo 99 tweeted a short video of the incident that I hope you play. My cousin got this a few days ago. The gunshots happened a few seconds after the stop recording uh let's see okay i'll bring up that twitter since it's on twitter i think that should be okay so i'm going to put that on twitter right now and then we'll get into the program the program today is going to be about uh, a caller to my show and also what antonia had to say but here we go with the video that ron just went ahead and brought us let's see if i can get some audio on there all right there we go i don't know what i'm seeing Let's start it over. Is that a guy from a wheelchair? big-ass machete that's interesting i'd love to know what the backstory is there anyway we just showed a video with a, a, a disabled person in a wheelchair and police officers pulling guns on him but i don't really know what i don't know what the backstory is brother and i hope you had given me some more information on that one my brother uh let's see what else we had uh here julie henderson welcome to politics on right bridge mcp welcome yvette avery harrod welcome to politics on right as well as eric hayes uh, we also have Peggy Lopez, Melanie Keelan, and, of course, Michael Rudnan. Okay, let's see. The other one from Michael Rudnan says, The Guardian California police killed Police low, a double amputee who was fleeing, scared for his life. A Southern California police department is facing national backlash after footage revealed that the officer fatally shot a double amputee. That's what we're just seeing. Okay, you did send the info, amputee and wheelchair user who appeared to be hobbling away on the ground before he was killed. Anthony Lowe, 36, was killed by officers in Huntington Park, a city in southern Los Angeles County. Last Thursday, cell phone footage captured part of the incident, showing Lowe on a sidewalk next to his wheelchair, appearing to try to flee as two officers approached him with weapons drawn. More police cars arrived at the officer, followed Lowe, who seemed uh, seemed to be Limping away, but the video did not capture the shooting. Now, Lowe's family is calling for officers to be terminated and face. I mean, I don't know the entire backstory on that, but it seems to me it's kind of interesting for somebody that disabled to really create a problem, right? Anyhow, I don't know. These trigger-happy guys, I don't know the story, so I can't say much about the story, Michael Rudnan. I don't know much about it. All right, continuing, we have Eric Hayes says, Who is suffering here? Women from the beater, 37-year-old man accused of assaulting at least four women, granted bond, release after each attack. I hope you know that it's a, it's a, it's a prosecutor who, determ- uh, who decides to ask the judge and give corroborated information to hold on to the suspect, right? I hope you know that. But if you don't, you were just informed. Lee Grant says, I all. Uh let's see what I say. Vet Averett said, good afternoon. I tell you how we're gonna start. I am <laughs> uh Maywood says, ah, double mat- uh, Amati, multiple cases. HP is kind of a hometown for me. I hear you. Alistair Water is in the house. She says hello to everybody. All right, let's go ahead and play the first video. Um, this is uh this occurred on my show on Monday. And I thought it was worth showing here. Check it out and then we'll take it on the other side. First, let's go ahead and bring James into the fold. He wants to uh, mention about gas prices. Go ahead, James.
2: Oh yeah, I was just listening to the show and uh, I'm a supporter of KPFT and I'm thankful for you know varied voices being on the air and great music. Uh, I do have, I guess, a disagreement with the uh, host of the show. Uh, I felt like his comments were very simplistic in nationalizing the oil company, or the, the oil business, I think would be a silly, crazy thing, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. What I do know is that the people that work for oil companies, including those trying to get the oil, mm-hmm. To the refineries and from the refineries to made into gasoline, they work their buns off. Yes, they do. And to think that there are people that are trying to do bad things to families through the oil business, I I think it's ludicrous, simplistic, misleading. It's, It's very frustrating for me as a donator to the station, for someone to spread that
0: kind of hate. Um, I'm sorry. Okay, now, it's please really frustrated st- me. Please stay with me because I am the host that you're talking about and I'll be happy. Oh,
2: well, yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah, I'll be very happy to talk to you about that. First of all, let me be clear that I'm not maligning all those hard workers in the oil industry, all those engineers, lawyers, PhDs. In fact, I think if you heard my earlier comment, I said that all these, all the intelligence that these oil companies attained came from your tax dollar, my tax dollar of educating all those very bright people at universities. I'm sure that you agree with that, correct?
2: I disagree with the way that you intended to say. No, 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 wait, let me, let me, let me.
0: But I, I want to I want to take you down a path first and then you can object to me after because what I want to always do when I do these things is to have a dialogue specifically to correct myself if I came across to you in a manner that seemed detrimental to the people themselves and not the executives that I am that that I'm speaking about the evil ones and I really mean evil I'm not taking that back I really mean that they are evil but let's let's well, back up I understand what you believe. It's not and a what belief. I can tell you. Wait, wait, hold on, sir. Sir, let me tell you about the belief portion, okay? Let me ask you this: If you know, if you you and you're an intelligent person, based on what you're how you're speaking, you're an intelligent person. If you know that we are in hard times right now, if you also know. That there is an, really, and I'm not, this is not up for debate either, there is an oil glut. And if you also know. Right, that uh, increasing the prices in this type of environment would hurt people you can only do that if you have no humanity within you to do that I know you're following a system but it, 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 would, be ha- it would have to be considered inhumane if, you, if you're going home with a big bonus if, and all the shareholders are getting a lot of money as the people who are buying your product are suffering can't you see that?
2: I can see how you would have that opinion. and
0: How is it an opinion uh, that affects, sir? Please explain.
2: uh, Okay, because there are, an oil company is made up of a bazillion people, and you're being somewhat simplistic to think that some super senior executive can make a decision.
1: This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by
2: Window. in a vacuum and get a bunch of money for himself.
0: No, that's not what uh, I'm saying at all. I don't think that's what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying... So
2: let me finish my sure, thought. go ahead. Let me finish my thought. People that do what you were describing in terms of getting gasoline to the pump Mm -hmm. are working against many other companies that are also trying to get gasoline to the pump in a competitive environment. I agree. And you, you do the best you can to get oil to the refinery and gasoline from the refinery to the pump at the best price you can, so you can beat the next guy. I agree. And so you're totally ignoring the fact that we're in America and that we're a competitive environment economy mm-hmm. that is far better than if we nationalize. Let me ask oil. You,
0: Let me ask you a foolish question, sir, because um, in in reality. We do have our, our oils, the way our oil is manufactured, if you will. Okay. It's, a, it's, it's in a socialist environment for corporations. Let me explain. Um, when a company drills a well, did they put the oil there? They, no. I'm right? not
2: going to answer. Sorry, I'm not going to answer questions that you know the answer to that drive your logic. But it's I'm because not trying. I think you're really try- construing a lot of things together, sir. And I'm not saying. trying so to Steve, do that. This is the answer, and I totally disagree with but you. But, sir,
0: I'm not trying to do. What I'm trying to do is this: we were indoctrinated into a certain belief, and in being indoctrinated into a certain belief, we think that think that these are things that have to be done. Let me give an example. Here's what I'm going to use your words. You said that. The reason these prices are high, which you are correct, is all these companies competing against each other. And they can actually, there is a certain amount of manipulation, but they can actually, uh, they, they try to get the best price so that they can make a profit. I agree with all of that. What I'm saying is we need. I didn't say the best price
2: didn't get a profit. I said they have to have a price that's competitive in the market. Or they don't sell
0: their product. Isn't saying something is competitive mean that you, you want to make a profit as well as selling your product? <laughs> I'm asking. Don't it's, don't you agree with that?
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, fine. You, can,
2: you so, can
0: say that. No. So then what I'm saying, sir, is the following. There are certain parts of our economy that does not belong in the private sector it should be in the commons and i think the oil sector is one of them the health sector is one of them and i think they have proven to us with the volatility of pricing and all these other issues that they don't uh, and and for an, an ins, for an essential resource in other words you must drive but you may have you're you're probably doing fairly well uh, 80% of americans are struggling and what I'm saying is there are certain parts of our economy that if we want to be humane, we shouldn't have in a for-profit area where we can look at Wall Street and see executives making huge bonuses. We just saw that Chevron made more money than it has ever made, largest profit than it has ever had as other people are suffering. That should, in, that should tell somebody that there is something wrong with an economic system where that can occur and all i am saying is not to be not to be whatever that you may want to think i am just saying we need to do things differently so that we don't repeat ourselves all the time and i am saying nationalization of certain sectors I'm a, I'm a free enterprise person I really am I own my own company all that good stuff but there are certain areas that are of that are required to humanity to our people that does not belong in a private sector and the, the people in the healthcare industry in the insurance industry has proven to us that they have no soul the people the executives in, in I'm talking insurance agency the executives in the oil industry has proven to us that they have no soul because again the way the things work will cost us. That's all I'm saying. I am saying nothing to hurt you or anybody else. I want things right for Americans, and it's not simplistic. It's possible. Your thoughts? I
2: guess I have to say I respectfully disagree on where you end up. Okay. In your logic, uh, I I agree that you know we are a country that has has you know haves and have-nots people. Yes. And that that is that is. Uh, very unfortunate. By we design, try sir. To get better all the time. However, your inflammatory wording, I think, is disrespectful. To whom? Of of facts. No, no. Uh,
0: what fact did I? Disrespect? Uh, you know,
2: I listen to a lot of news programs, and whether it's the far right or the far left, I feel like you're saying things that you think maybe people want to hear. Oh no, no so, I, I believe honestly, think sir. you are totally disrespectful.
0: I want to say I believe, facts and truth. sir. Everything if that I'm just—if
2: you need some economic information, you should talk to economics professors and see what they say about I what have. you're scheming. I have. If you me... say things, and then you say that this is what you believe. People ought to hear what the facts are. Sir, that's of what, what, you're what I'm te- saying.
0: Te- uh, yeah, there's a, I uh,
2: disagree that you're speaking. I understand.
0: Facts. I understand, sir. But facts are, uh, are uh, facts are immutable. Okay. And what I'm saying, everything that has come out of my mouth that I've sp- Spoken to you about They're, it's not debatable, really. They are really facts, right? And I don't, I, and I don't I'm think sorry, you are able. I'm
2: hanging up now because that is comical. Bye bye.
0: Okay, thank you. You have a wonderful day, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Does this gentleman not hear you that you just told him they got record profits? Again, you have to understand this. um, What happens in our country, right, is we have been ideologically formed. And and that goes for any country. By the way, who am I speaking to? Ricardo, Ricardo, thank you very much. Look, uh, we are we are country, and we are we all are indoctrinated. I am indoctrinated. You are. We are all indoctrinated. The thing about it from indoctrination, I agree with you. Yeah. The thing about it from indoctrination, uh, we can also all discern facts. And even though we are all indoctrinated, it, like let me give an example. When I came to the United States of America, I thought I was a one hundred percent a true capitalist. Okay, and I and the, the first book that I wrote, I. I kind of wrote a few things in there that, that gave the reasons why I, I had to change the, the type of economic system that I believed in and it had to do with uh, going to, to taking economics in class and after taking the class realizing how it was skewed and done in such a manner that it leaves most people out. It's hard. And, and you know, if, if, if the former caller gave gave us a chance to explain certain things, if you have an open mind, you will I understood you perfectly. Apparently, his mind is not like a parachute. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. So, but anyway, what, what, what else would you like to add, sir? No,
2: I was just wanted to state that I agree with you. Uh, the oil companies are making. Pro- Record
0: of profits off of the working man's back. Yes, and the the thing about it is, uh, what what get what drives me the most crazy a lot of times is that a lot of people that these companies themselves are hurting are the people defending them. Right? They're take they they're taking money out of their pockets. And they're defending them and they're saying, I am naive for believing that because you are taking my last dollar, that somehow that's the way it's supposed to be. As I watch the news or listen to the news and watch that, if you take a look at the per barrel cost of their profits, it is under a hundred dollars. Right. It's amazing. And, you know, but again, uh, the, the news media uh, is, is not there telling the story, and you have a third party like myself. You know, you know who took me on TV? Muslim TV called me up a few times to, t- to tell this story because they wanted this story told, uh, the truth about the oil companies. But what can I say? Anything else, sir? Keep up the good work. Thank you, brother. You have a wonderful day. We- okay, I, I, I hope you, you like that. I hope you listen to. Uh, the, the things that we actually have to overcome in changing the narrative from the indoctrination that we've had year after year from, the, from our inception, which is something we got to work on. Anyhow, uh, going back to the boards, uh, to the chat, we have Julie Henderson in the house. Uh, and Alistair Waters, I think I saluted you. Uh, Eric Hayes says, it is silly, crazy idea to give all the power to government. Yep, right, who wants to give all the power to government? Although what you're saying is, give all the power to we the people, right? Let's take all the power from us, right? Uh, I don't know, think about it. All right, let's see. Uh, Peggy Lopez says, the word evil causes a short circuit in many brains. A better word to use when discussing corrupt greedy executives may be malicious. True, uh, that, that, that could be true. You know, But I, I tell you right now, I am so upset even now that we know we have an oil glut, and to see that the prices have started to creep up again, these guys are on learning thugs. I mean, they don't care. Uh, they'll keep. They'll just keep doing what they do until they're forced not to do what they do. And that's why I say we need to clip their wings. It's that simple, right? Uh, well. To be fair, it was the oil brokers who raised the prices on the possibility of an oil shortage worldwide when Russia invaded Ukraine. That is true. It's an arbitrage, right? But still, these guys need to be neutered as well. Again, like Bernie has always said, uh, the stock market, Wall Street, is predicated on fraud. In other words, Wall Street proper is the instantiation of fraud. They are selling people a whole lot of stuff that's worth a whole lot of nothing. That is what Wall Street is all about. Um, I could actually I could get into detail for that, right? If you doubt it, buy something at its high and see what happens a few days later. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm that is an oversimplification, okay? But the stock market really is a gamble, casino on worthless pieces of electronic signals. All right. Uh, Julia Henderson says, human basic needs should be nonprofit nationalized, wants and desires can be for profit. Girl, you got it right. Uh, Julie also says, billion dollar profit each quarter is a crime or should be a crime. I mean, you are actually taking, you're extracting out of the economy, right? Welcome aboard, Shiva Las Vegas. How are you doing today, my friend? Bridge MCP says, he is one, he hears what he wants. We want a few. We have a few here. True. Lee Grant says, Egberto is right. He is indoctrinated. Yes, the guy is indoctrinated. Uh, Julia Henderson says, people see what they want to see and hear what they want to hear. It takes skill to communicate. Thank you, Egberto. Absolutamente, uh, corazoncita. Let's see what else we have here. Maywood says, one key word here, Eric, alleged. And once it is up to the prosecutor to make a motion to hold the suspect without uh, bail. Otherwise, the law says that the judge must use bail to the suspects. Wow, thank you for doing that. And I love the way you capitalize the proper parts that needs capitalization. The prosecutors and the legislature who made the laws and, of course, the bondsmen and the bonds people. You know, it's funny, right? All these Republicans run around saying, oh, the bonds, the bonds, the bonds, bonds. But their friends are are bonds people. And if their friends are bonds people, it means they need to be able to let people out on bond so that their friends can make money bailing people out. They don't tell you that. Notice why it's a Republican-controlled legislature. They could outlaw bonds if they wanted to. They just didn't. So it's just a game that they play. All right, what else we got here? Daniel says, LOL, Egberto got a Marxist education and it all became clear. Hmm, really? Please tell me, who gave me a Marxist education? Please tell me that. Ah, uh, let's see. Bridge Pizza, Pisa, Egberto Willis for the show. Good for now. Let's see. I am going to put it up on the screen. Ah, oh, there we go. I love that. All right, it says banks collected $12.4 billion in overdraft Let me put it on the screen. Uh, banks collected four, $12.4 billion in overdraft fees in 2020. That means banks took over $12 billion from people with no money during a global pandemic. I tell when, and you know, Bridge. They don't like to use the word evil. They don't like to use. They don't like you to call out these executives as if this is what the market requires us to do. That there is the lowest of the lows. The people who are overdrawing. Are people in hard generally in the aggregate? Not all, but in the aggregate, are people on hard times, and the bank extracts twelve point four billion dollars. Wow, what a heart. What a heart they have, right? What a heart. Okay, we have E2247 says, housing is human rights not to be toyed with for profit. Gentrification, displacement, uh, persons from their homes to make, displaces uh, uh, persons from their homes to make persons on house is inhumane. Land is a relationship, not property. Ask the natives, they understand that concept. Not only oil company shareholders make money, so do employees. Yeah, but look at the percentage and look at what they actually make—very little. I would rather that you give them a salary, let them do what they want to do. Give them a salary. Julie says, "2023, we are still fighting natives' beliefs that we can only sustain ourselves if sustain if we sustain the earth." True. Eric says, "Corrupt, greedy politicians. What word do you use? Don't kid yourself." Tg. And all the bad together. I don't know what that means. Shiva Las Vegas says, Homesick, my dear friend. Not driving can participate. Okay. Melanie Keelan says, Professor Pangloss, the best of all possible worlds. Candid. Candidate.
2: Mm. You
0: got to explain that to me. Please, Neil. Am I just too hyped up to kind of get what you're saying? Julia Henderson says, Eric Hayes, greed is a disease that does not discriminate. Compassion is as well. May uh, And we have Eric Hayes says, your thoughts on bonds is wacko and part of the reasons why there is a bond problem. No, your thought of bonds need to go to the Austin legislature. They're meeting right now. If you want some change in the laws, don't ask the judges who just enforced the law. Go to Austin and take care of the problem. Yes, yeah, Social Security did increase by 8.7%. Luckily, what can I say? All right. Uh, what time is it? Is it? It's 3.29, we still have a little bit more to go but there's a story that I want to tackle but I tell you what, before I tackle that story, I'm gonna play our last video, then I'll go into that story. Let's go. MSNBC reporter, Antonia Hilton, points out something that, that bothered me as I watched the videos of Tyree getting murdered. I mean, as he was begging for his life, begging them to stop, They were acting with their words as if he was resistant. He never resisted. Police reports made it seem like this guy started out violent, like it was a violent encounter. It wasn't. I want you to listen to what Antonia Hilton had to say and then let's take it on the other side.
1: One of the things that people have pointed out is that the officers were wearing cameras and they had to have known it and they did what they did. They carried out this brutal violent beating of someone who doesn't, from the tapes, ever look like he threatened any of them. Um, He calls out his mom's name because he's physically that close to home. His story was easy to prove. He really was almost home. That's the first thing he says when his car is stopped. Um, I wonder if you have any theories or if any theories are emerging about why this brazenness with cameras on? Well, I think this is really a warning for reporters and for the public that initial police accounts and reports shouldn't be taken as gospel as they so often have been. And I think it's also an important warning that For those who believed that video and audio were going to solve all of our policing challenges in this country, that it was going to pave the way for reform, but the reality is that some officers are able to use this technology to their advantage as well, that they can use audio, that they can obscure video, that they can use those elements to construct a new reality, to at least muddy the reality that might be right in front of us. And I think this case is such a stark example of that, because what we see is not what we hear. You would have a completely different understanding and experience of this traffic violation of this encounter with Tyree Nichols if all you could do was listen to it. And you hear officers you know, say that he reached for his gun. We have a whole team of people who watch this video again and again and again unable to find a shred of evidence that that happened. We can't even find evidence of the beginning of the traffic stop, the alleged uh, reckless driving that Tyree Nichols is said to have engaged in. And so you realize that this reality is being distorted and that these tools that we thought were going to lead to change or give communities uh, sort of more bargaining power in their relationship with police departments, that police have found a way to use those tools too. And that we have an obligation, I think now, to really listen to community voices when it comes to these important investigations. And I want to call out our colleague, Dion Hampton, who had a story today, an exclusive story today. In fact, actually talking to two men in their 20s who said they had an encounter with one of the officers involved in this, one of the five, Officer Emmett Martin, who had a very violent encounter with them. And these two men describe, you know, trying to flee from him at one point, that he got them down on the ground, put gun a gun in their faces. And at one point said to one of them that he was going to blow their face off. And It's now given us additional insight into the relationship that these officers have had with people in the community. I think it's so important that we keep pushing to do that kind of work because it builds a much clearer picture of the relationship of what happens in these neighborhoods, uh, how much trust is lost when these encounters happen. And I think it's a really important reminder to everyone that what you hear at first when these incidents happen often is not... The full truth or anything even close to it, Nicole. And that has really stuck with me, you know, for my own, you know, work as a reporter who's going to unfortunately have to keep covering stories like this. But also as I talk to or educate audiences about how to make sense of it all, we can't trust those initial stories.
0: Points out they are generally manipulated. These guys know the keywords that they need to use. To, for the violence that they're affecting on people and they know what words to use but it so happened that analyzing this tape including the tape that they didn't necessarily know was there it proved that nothing that they were saying on those on those vid- on those videos Bared any resemblance to what was going on as they murdered that young man as they killed that young man as they killed that dad of kill that person who is leaving somebody fatherless and you know it's funny because it's a big issue now but this is more the norm in these neighborhoods than most people believe and unfortunately to date People would still try to defend all these police officers. Stand up for the blue. I'm sorry. I think the people that have to prove themselves right now are cops and robbers. Because as it turns out, sometimes the line, as as Al Sharpton said today when he gave the eulogy, we didn't hire cops to turn into the thugs that we're asking them to capture. I'm paraphrasing of course, you cannot believe any of these police reports. You simply cannot believe any words that these guys speak about because again, it is over and over from George Floyd's report to all the other reports. It just shows that they lie. It just shows that they lie. You cannot believe police reports. Okay. I have a story that I ran across, and it wasn't something that I was going to do on the show today. But given that I constantly talk about, uh, you know, an economic system that preys on people, it it just preys on people, anything to make a dollar, I want you guys to check this story out. It's a common dream story, one of the websites that I like to get my news from. Drought profiteer under fire as Wall Street targets Colorado River water. Vultures, said one critic, are looking to make a lot of money off this public resource. And I'm going to read the first few paragraphs. It says, financial speculators are buying and selling rights to the Colorado River, dwindling water supply, raw resources in a bid to profit as historic drought conditions intensified by the fossil fuel driven climate crisis led to worsening scarcity. Wall Street investment firms have identified the drought as an opportunity. This is their, their words, opportunity to make money. Andy Mueller, general manager of the Colorado River Water Conservationist District, told CBS News on Tuesday, I view these drought profiteers as vultures, as you should. They are looking to make a lot of money off the public resource, off the pain of people. Matthew Des- Deserio, the co-founder and president of a Manhattan-based hedge fund called Water Asset Management, uh, makes no secrets of his intentions, having described water in the United States as the biggest emerging market on Earth and a trillion-dollar market opportunity. The company's website declares that scarce clean water in the resource-defining this century, much like plentiful oil defined the last. Hmm. I want you guys to think about that. Now they want to capitalize on water. They want to make water into an investment, which means they want to apply cost to water. So here's the kicker. These corporations throughout the country have polluted our water basin, have polluted our ground water, have extracted our groundwater to sell it to us at a premium. Hmm. And now that the water supplies are dwindling, good water supply, because we got a lot of ocean, we got a lot of water, really, there's no water shortages, a shortage of clean water that they've dirtied up or, you know, that's created by drought from climate change, etc., now they're going to profit from it. So we have these vultures that created the problem. The water problem was created by climate change. The water problem was created by dumping, uh, dumping, dumping stuff in the, in, <laughs> into the ground, by throwing stuff into lakes and rivers. And now these guys are making investments to further take this water into a domain never seen before. You know, when we complain about the economic system and the gall of these guys, make money on anything, we make money on you dying, we make money on you being sick, we make money on you working, we make money on you don't, I mean, we make money, we, we, these financial guys that do, do nothing for society, invent nothing, create nothing, innovate on nothing, and now they want to make another dollar on something that is scarce that they polluted. You got to give it to them. Read the article. Draw profiteers under fire as Wall Street targets the Colorado River. All right. Let me get back to reading your, you guys stuff. Egberto uh, for show. Good for now. I got that one already. Housing is a human right not to be toyed with for profit. I agree. Julie Henderson says, 2023, we're still fighting natives' beliefs that we can only sustain ourselves if we sustain the earth. I think I read that one already. Uh, Let me scroll down. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I had read that one already. Okay. The 1619 Project's first two episodes are great and is a must-watch by all. My daughter was watching it. I hadn't had the time to watch it, but now that you're telling me that, Paul, I'm going to have to try to, as I do some blogging, turn it on. Peggy Lopez says, got to go. Cannot listen to this story. I hear you, girl. I hear you. All right. uh, We also have Breeze MCP says, victims' rights, not criminal thugs. True, change the law, not the judge's fault. 007, get that through the head. Yes. But I mean... For him to put it on uh, the, the legislature in Texas, it means putting it on the ineffective Republican legislature that we have here in Texas. A lot of people don't want to do that, but it's what we got to do. Uh, Lee Grant says, Tyree was accused of having a relationship with a cop's wife. This was personal, not racial. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know if that's true. Uh, you know, I mean, that that's one of the rumors going around, I guess, but still... Uh the it's still racial, uh Lee Grant, even if that's the case. Because had he been not been just a black man, these cops do you think would would do that if he was a white guy in a car? No, they wouldn't. And Lee Grant, you also know that. You know that. Julie Henderson says the Tyree Nichols event is only exposed. Due to the poll cam, exactly. They the only evidence they forgot in the frenzy. Will the Emmett Till anti lynching act be enforced? Very good point that you do there, Julie. Bridge MTP says citizens need to be involved, but cannot get past the police union. One union that doesn't work well. Dissolve it, except for inter office crap. Not citizens. I for that. That there are some evil folk. All right, Bridge MCP says Punt, uh, punta off this, <laughs> Eric. You do not hear. Eric, Eric is like in a, in a dead zone. <laughs> but he's a, but he's your brother. He's her brother. He's her brother. All right, Lee Grant. Adult relationships are legal, not a crime. Paul Fleming says an interview held by Joy Reid with a person that was fired while in training because she challenged training techniques stated that they were vague, taught to use words contrary to their actions that would get them out of going to jail through uh, immunity. Wow. Wow. Breach also said, there's no evidence to back up internet claims that Tyree Nichols was in a relationship with the ex-partner of former Memphis police officer Demetrius Haley, a spokesperson for Nichols' family's attorney, Tony Ramanucci said, it is also unsubstantiated that Nichols was targeted because of this. The spokesperson said, adding that whether he was or not, it does not change the fact If that the attorney's main focus in the case is police officers abusing their power. We don't have to go anywhere but there. Thank you very much for clarification, Breach MCP. Uh, let's see what else B says. That, uh, that isn't new regarding water been going on in africa for years look at nigeria in lagos nigeria one of the biggest forms of pollution is plastic bottles the government refuses to fix potable water to work correctly so nestle and all of the water bottle companies come in with their water they clean up the water themselves and they charge you a premium it's a shame it's a low down shame uh, Paul Fleming says no one is illegal in a stolen land. Oh, Paul, I love that. I love that. Okay, debunking misinformation about Tyree Nichols, dated one thirty-one. Ah, uh, let's see. I thought it was a chart or something. It's not. All right. Continuing, we have Paul Fleming says, "How do you list? Do your list? How do you listeners celebrate Black History Month?" Um. How do I celebrate black history, man? I just keep doing what I do because we are black history, right? All right. I'm celebrating ST Bridge, St. Bridget's day today. It's your day, girlfriend. St. Bridge day today. Any day you say it's your day, it's your day. Okay, folks, what other stuff that you have to tell me? I don't have any more videos, but I have another story. Uh, to tell and, it, and I, I'm trying to find it though uh, Paul says colleges told to pressure uh, told uh, fall to the pressure from dissentists by watering down AP African American studies uh, we can't keep doing that alright the other um, the other topic that I wanted to take on was the feds alright And I'm upset with the Fed. So, let me me explain a few things to you. Patron Saint of Ireland. Okay, let me explain something. I want you all to see the circle here. Uh, For the last decade or more, we hadn't had any substantial inflation, right? We hadn't had substantial inflation. And what that did... Is it proved that Stephanie Kelton and other MMT supporters who said that we had a slack in our economic system of, you know, somewhere around 600 to $800 billion was really true because doesn't matter how much we spent, deficit spend, all of that, inflation stayed at bay. But the plutocracy got an excuse for raising prices. A war in Ukraine. A pandemic and supply chain problems caused by the pandemic. And then for every time they raise prices, they could just, that's the reason for raising the prices. So we know it's a lie now, right? Uh, We know that Katie Porter proved that about 4%, in other words, half of inflation at that time was caused by corporate greed and not supply chain problems, not increased wages or anything like that. So we could have trimmed 4% and that would have been close to an acceptable inflation rate. But that's not what they did. In our economic system, the only people relegated with curing inflation from the monetary supply point of view is the Feds. And they keep raising interest rates. But what does raising interest rates really mean? I want you to think about it. They want people to buy less stuff. Because if you buy less stuff, right, the price, the guys are forced to drop their prices because demand has fallen. That's how the demand stuff works. I don't agree that it should work that way, but that's how it works it drops. Now that the price is, but they're asking you to pay anyway. Because check this out. You, you, uh, they cripple you by putting a heavier burden on interest on you. So if you have a $5,000 in credit card bills and the interest rates goes from 6% to 12%, <laughs> nobody has that. It probably went from 12% to 18% then you would buy less because you're paying more in interest every month. But they're taking money out of the system in, in, in both ways. They're really crippling you by saying you can't have the things that you have and we're just going to take your money. And charging you more in a discount rate, in the interest costs is worse than the actual inflation itself. Because at least you had gotten the inflated product that you wanted. But when the, when the feds take the money in the form of interest, they're just taking your money. We can do better. It's time for the fed to stop raising interest rates. It's time for the feds to return interest rates back to a low cost. And it is also time that we pass laws regulating those thugs that continue to raise the prices because they can, because they have the legal right to steal from us. That's what it's, that's what it's all about. Uh, Paul Fleming says, Minnesota governor singing, uh, mass, uh, ra- signing massive abortion rights bill uh, into, law, uh, uh, into law today. That is great. You need to look that up uh slaves built the white house now there is a weird word white house (laughs) oh but you would come up with something like that uh let's see what else we got here e2247 says news is like a layer a cake events are cake journalists are the, the cake decorators and narratives are icing the journalist layer on the cake well, I could live with that definition. E2247 also says news is like a, oh, I read that one already. Journalists layer different colors of narratives, equal color of objective narrative and ignorant narrative, go in great news reports, adding to our feeling, joyful, soulful, angry, and bored. True. Fleming says a mess, a mess, what? A savage isn't Where is that? Where is it? A savage isn't the person living in the forest, but the one who has been destroyed. True. Uh, Let's see what else we have here. Uh, I think I missed one. Okay. Julia Henderson also says corporations want workers to enter a never ending cycle of debt. Fat chance. You know, if you're in a lot of debt, you have to take whatever they bring, right? All right. Let's see what time we got here. We are at, oh, we're at 51 already. Okay. I, 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 let, me, let me give a little soliloquy here because I don't have enough time to do another video, but I have time to do something else. Um, today, I had a repeat caller from Monday. And let me tell you what made me happy. She called in on Monday disagreeing with me, disagreeing with stuff that I said certain vital industries should be nationalized because they should be not profit based. And there are a lot of form of nationalization. You know, we could also talk about um, simply if we don't want to nationalize something, simply have it run by a nonprofit scaffold. That may be a way around it somehow, you know. The, the lawyers can take care of those pieces themselves. But the issue that I want to discuss is that she called in I, on Monday and, and she disagreed with my nationalization stuff and on a whole lot of stuff she disagreed with. And she called into the show today and said, after I left your show and listened to all those things that you were saying, I had to go with my own research, and I think nationalization, even though she was agreed, is the way to go many times, and I, I'll probably cut that out. Um, she, she, did, she did try to put some caveats on it. She, liked the kind of, she likes the kind of nationalization that occurred with Ford, and uh, was it Ford or Chrysler? One of, one of the big threes who took government money and pretty much was bought out by the government for a while and then reinstituted it back into the system. So she, um, though she, when she was done after the show, she went and studied paper after paper, book after book, and she called in today, and she pretty much said, "I don't fully agree with you, but I agree with you," and I think that's important. It's important for she didn't take the words that I used that face value she went ahead and researched. And after researching, she came to many of my conclusions. Not all. She still wants to nationalize, but wants to somehow put a a cap on it in some interesting way. But I respect her a whole lot because she engaged. She was not scared to say, I am going to try this. And that's where we need to go as a people anyway it's uh, about that time for me to do my ask so i want to ask you guys to please support our show you can support us uh, by going to our all encompass support link which is at po- whoops that's not right here we go which is at politicsdoneright.com/support you can find all our links there but since i have an extra minute Uh, Please support us at Patreon. Become a patron as soon as you can. If you can, we need your support. We really, really need your support. Politicsandright.com slash patron. Politicsandright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. So politicsandright.com slash patron. As well, please support us on YouTube. You can go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube, or support us on Facebook. You know, Facebook has a way that you can now go ahead and provide support for your, you know, you can you can subscribe to the page, politicsonright.com slash Facebook. Try it out, please. Politicsonright.com slash Facebook. Support us however you can. Store, you can go to politicsonright.com slash store to purchase our products And please go to politicsandright.com books to purchase our books. And I guarantee you, you'll learn quite a bit from those books. Anyhow, we're getting close to that time. I want to thank you guys for being here all of the times. I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. But most importantly, I want to ask you guys to share the show, sign up for the podcast. Let's go ahead and keep this thing growing. The good news for me again today is that I wrote another blog, and with that, a corresponding, a corresponding uh, video, and that video also went viral. So we had two consecutive viral videos, meaning more than fifty thousand hits. I think one is currently at one hundred ninety. Views And the other one is, I don't know, it's probably around 80,000 views or something like that. Uh, so we are making progress. Keep us growing. That is how we are going to make a difference. Let me see if there's a quick last salute that I need to do. Arturo Dominguez ends on saying that can be evidenced by the hordes of users correcting the people behind their course. You know, uh, Arturo Rodriguez is a good friend of mine and he's been on the show several times. Uh, is, he in the, is he in the room today? I don't see him. But I saw you mention Arturo Dominguez because again, it's a good friend. Anyhow, we got to get out of here. I got a meeting with somebody at Starbucks in the next 15 minutes. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what?